fries, please? Chicken fingers and fries, please. Um, could I please have chicken fingers and fries, please? If you have ever been to the dining halls on Thursdays in East Falls, what you just heard is a common refrain. When people visit on tours, they hear about it. When students talk amongst themselves, the topic comes up. And when alumni look back on their time at the university, it's amongst the most common memories. Don't believe me? A simple search on social media will bear it out. I am talking, of course, about Chicken Fingers Thursdays, the highlight of the culinary schedule. I'm Brian Hickey, a member of the university's communications team. For this very special episode of the Nexus podcast, I set out to compile a, no pun intended, oral history of Chicken Fingers Thursday. So away we go into the history of the events, how it has evolved over the years, how the food is prepared, and rave reviews from students just a couple months back when we stationed ourselves at the Common Thread Dining Hall in Canbar Campus Center. Oh, I almost forgot. Did I mention that Carson Cressley, former member of the university's board of trustees, well-known fashion expert, and Queer Eye for the Straight Guy alum, has also weighed in with thoughts on the matter? We will get to that later. For now, let's start off with Susan Devine, who, in her role as Canbar's retail director, knows more about Chicken Fingers Thursday than just about anybody else on campus. She's worked here for nearly a quarter century. It came about with a lot of requests for chicken fingers from students. So we made some fun out of it and decided to put it on just one day, take everything else off the grill. It almost was a joke, but it was very popular. So popular, in fact, that even then the demand outweighed the supply. The questions started immediately. Are you going to do this every Thursday? Or can we do this every Thursday? I can't wait till Thursday. It took off as Chicken Finger Thursday. Do you remember what year it started? It has to be 10 years, closer to 13 years. They, they wanted it on the grill, something offered every day. Chicken Fingers Mondays through Fridays would not be in the offing, though. And it wasn't solely because of product availability. We think in the lines of the parents who don't want their kids eating chicken fingers every day. Everybody loves a treat, so we give it to them one day a week, and it has not died down in popularity since we started it. There would be a transition insofar as moving from frozen chicken to the custom-made, hand-breaded culinary treats that exist today. At first, they had a quote-unquote chicken finger challenge in which students weighed in on what variety they preferred. The, the votes were like dead down the middle for fresh hand, hand breaded and the processed ones we used to buy. We're ordering like 60 cases of chicken fingers. There was no, the thought of breading them was not even in the question at the time. I wonder why people would have wanted the frozen. I would take handmade over frozen any day of the week. I think it's something they're more familiar with seeing. It definitely was a different consistency, and we took a few tries to get them perfect. We tried a couple different ways, and they just didn't look uniform. They were smaller. They're definitely fresher and more delicious, and only three ingredients. They're definitely better for you if you have to have a fried chicken. Susan touched upon the evolution of Chicken Fingers Thursday, and that is something upon which one of her colleagues expounded. My name is Sarah Lockard, and I am the Senior General Manager of Dining. Before I came here, and I've been here for nine years, we've always had a strong dining committee on campus, which is a collaboration between Dining Services and SGA. And from my understanding is they wanted chicken fingers available here on campus. Over the years, it evolved where everyone was getting their chicken fingers from the grill station, taking it over to the deli to get a chicken finger wrap made. 
So then we turned our action station on Thursdays at lunchtime to the crispy chicken wrap station now that everybody knows about and loves. So instead of having our normal grill offerings, it's just chicken fingers, regular fries, sweet potato fries. We also have gluten-free chicken fingers and vegan chicken now available as well. There's a Caesar salad available for chicken Caesar salad. And it's also the only day we usually have sweet potato fries. So now we know a little bit about the history and what it looks like today, but how are they made? Spoiler alert, there isn't some sort of secret family recipe at work here. It's just well-prepared, tastiness simplified. We turn to those in the know for answers. My name is Chris Grant, executive chef here at uh, Thomas Jefferson uh, University. Take me through your history of Chicken Finger Thursday. Starting here in September, the start of, of this year, and just seeing the magnitude of, of how much chicken that we go through, how many French fries that we go to, and how many wraps that the students eat, and the crispy chicken on the deli, the crispy chicken on the salad bar. It's just, and, and some of the students even ask on a Wednesday or a Tuesday, do you have chicken hitters? No, we have them on Thursday. Take me from when the chicken arrives to when they're served on the plates. Everything is done fresh starting on Monday and Tuesday. Never freeze anything. Keep the integrity of the product. We usually do hand-cut french fries here, but for that day with the amount of frying we do, we have to get in frozen french fries we'd never be able to keep up. I usually order my chicken in either Thursday and or Monday just to make sure I can get the product in. We get the chicken in. I have my one gentleman, Sean, who's, who's a prep guy. He takes care of breading all my chicken. We use a panko breadcrumb, flour, and we do egg wash, bread it. We also have gluten-free tenders where we do that as a separate process. After we're done, after we clean everything and have everything sanitized, change our apron so it's not contaminated, put that in a separate location. Also, uh, here too, with the heavy Muslim population, we do halal tenders as well. So my special halal chicken, bread that up for them, have that fried in a separate fryer for them, so it gets everybody's all, all, all included in having chicken tenders. And as well as we don't bread them here, we, 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 that's the only thing we do buy are the vegan chicken tenders herself. Alexis Jackson is the kitchen supervisor at Canbar. She started working at the university three years ago and at that point had no idea about Chicken Fingers Thursday, particularly the chaos that she would soon encounter. It did not take her very long to find out. Chicken Finger Thursday is a crazy house in all of the good ways. Everybody loves Chicken Finger Thursday. It's the best time of the week. Everybody comes out. The kids are all over the place. You can get chicken fingers all over the kitchen from the action station where you can get chicken finger wraps or from the grill where it's just simple chicken fingers and fries or even at the deli or with me on the salad bar. Chicken fingers are all over the place on Thursday. They, it's so big, they take pictures of it on Instagram to let everybody know, hey, don't forget it's Chicken Finger Thursday. A quick search of Instagram and other social media platforms bears out Alexis's statement. Posts about Chicken Fingers Thursday are plentiful in recent years. Here's another fun fact for you. The Rams are not alone in their love for chronologically appointed chicken service. Down in Washington, D.C., a similar appreciation took hold at Georgetown University. Starting well before ours did in the year 2000, 
That's according to a Washington Post article about the craze. They serve roughly 2,000 pounds of chicken tenders each week. We got that number from very highly placed Hoya's sources. Echoing a question we asked everybody we spoke to for this story, we also asked Alexis, why does she think Chicken Fingers Thursday is so popular? Who doesn't love chicken fingers? Who doesn't love chicken fingers and fries and barbecue sauce or honey mustard? Since we was all kids, we ate chicken nuggets, we ate chicken fingers. I think it's just something that we grew up to love. What was your introduction to the craziness of Chicken Finger Thursday? Um, no, I didn't know about Chicken Finger Thursday until I got here. And everybody was telling me how big of a deal it was and prepare myself. It's going to be so crowded and everything. And my first Chicken Finger Thursday, I was like, everything they said was true. <laughs> wow. The kitchen was packed. It's so packed in the kitchen on Thursday, you can't see anything. It's just the kids. You don't know where the line ends. You don't know where it starts. It's just a crazy day, but we love it though. Do you think there may be an aspect of it is students being away from home and this kind of reminds them of home and being younger? Working in the kitchen, we try to give them a lot of things that would remind them of home. A lot of comfort food. And also, at the same time, we're giving them something they can just grab quick. So when it comes to, like, chicken fingers, I feel like they is more handheld friendly. They can take it. They can carry it through the campus. They don't got to worry about trying to juggle it. You know what I mean? I think it just works. And what about the second part of that popular order? They get two kinds of fries. They get regular potato french fries, shoestring fries, and they get the sweet potato fries. Most of the time, we have the sweet potato waffle fries. Those are everybody's favorite. Surprisingly, Chris says that Chicken Fingers Thursday is not the craziest day of the week at the dining halls. It's just easy being able to know what we, we have to do, prepare it. It's just like setting up for a banquet. I know I have to do six cases of chicken. We do six cases of chicken. We fry it off and just make sure it's hot, fresh, and crispy. It's easier than have to worry about doing, especially on the grill station, doing burgers and cheesesteaks and grilled cheese and onion rings and mozzarella sticks. So it's a much easier day, but students love it. My staff lo loves it. It's, it's just a, it's a good time. Do you have a guesstimate on how many pounds of chicken tenders get sold on a Thursday? About 300 to 330 pounds of chicken tenders every Thursday. That's just for here. About 480 to 500 total for the whole campus with Raven Hill included. They have a smaller lunch crowd, more of a dinner crowd, and they do chicken tenders and they do the wrap station on their action or bravo station. At Common Thread during a Chicken Fingers Thursday back in April, Chris offered some more stats. We go through 10 cases of French fries, eight cases of sweet potato French fries, two cases of romaine, three cases of tomatoes, a case of cheddar cheese, all these dressings. You know, it, it's really uh, a testament to, to my staff. Do you get any feedback from the students? A lot of the students, we hear comments on a weekly or a monthly basis uh, with meetings talking about what they liked, what they didn't like. They talk about how they, they love Alexis on the grain bowl. They love the chicken tenders. If they, they like a certain station, they like the curry bar. They like the, the cookies that were made. And if they don't like something, we make sure we try to change it to facilitate getting the students the proper products that they do and how they like it. Why do you think they're so popular? I just think, honestly, that they are, myself having them and, and trying them, that they are good. They're hot. They're crispy. They're done fresh. Simplistic ingredients, just some herbs and seasonings, breadcrumbs, cooked in, in, in fresh oil. French fries are hot, served with salt and pepper. You really can't go wrong. And just to fatten out, you have Popeyes, McDonald's, Burger King, Ducky Fried Chicken, everyone's doing a chicken sandwich. So I think that's a popular thing and just students love it. 
So there isn't like some secret recipe that we're talking about. No. For me, I think the recipe is, one is doing it the right way, cooking the tender properly, so they're nice and golden brown, they're not overcooked, they're not undercooked. They're juicy, they're seasoned. I think the big part is having the cooks and the chefs in the back love what they do, so that imparts into the food and goes out to the students. The, the, the cooks that are back there are important to the success of the operation because they interact so well with the students. Students love them, that they talk about the people at each station by name and multiple compliments throughout the, the week and, and the school year, so it makes it so much easier. To hear Sarah Lockard tell it, to say that Chicken Fingers Thursday is the talk of the proverbial town is quite an understatement. When you hear the ambassadors go give their tours on campus, they always talk about Chicken Finger Thursday. We've heard it referred to as their holiday here on campus. Why do you think they're so popular? I think everybody loves Chicken Fingers in general. It's just something that is a comfort food to all most people. And not only do students come in for it, but faculty and staff come in for it. Probably about six years ago or so, we switched from doing like the pre-processed Tyson chicken fingers to hand breading our all our own chicken fingers in house, which gives it, I think, an even better product because you're getting real chicken, just egg and panko breadcrumbs on them now. And I think it's something that has good flavor. Obviously there's the people who prefer like the frozen chicken, which has a lot of filler and everything to it. But this, we've tried to make almost everything in-house from scratch here on campus, and this was the last big push that we did to put us pretty much over the top with everything we make. Was there something that led to that transition? Our company was like, all right, we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it. I'm like, do you know how many chicken fingers we go through on a Thursday? And it was a daunting task to wrap our heads around. But once we figured out a process and got it down, it's quite simple now. Chris and our culinary team have a really great system down on making them both here and at Raven Hill campus and they just get it going. Prices through the years, has that wavered at all? We work with the university in setting all the pricing and it's gone up slightly over the years. However, even through the supply issues and the, supply, the increase in supplies, we have not raised our price to the dramatic effect that the cost of chicken has gone. Originally, we could buy chicken for $1.89 a pound. I think now, last week, it was $3.69 a pound or something, but we're not passing that off to our guests. We're keeping prices standard, just as the universities asked, and we're making it work. Yeah, I didn't, re I didn't even think about that, like how difficult it was to get wings for a little bit. We've had huge supply chain issues, especially in the fall semester. It's calmed down a little bit. Now our challenge more is pricing on everything. As you see at the grocery stores, the pricing is through the roof. And that's affecting us as well. But we set our prices at the start of the school year, and then we hold them through to the end. We haven't really passed anything on unless it's like a convenience store item. We get that in, and it's costing us more for a bag of chips than we can charge more. But anything that we make in-house, that's one of the perks of being able to make it in-house from scratch. We are able to control our costs a little bit more than if we were buying those cases of Tyson chicken right now. I have no idea how much they'd even cost. Dipping sauces came yes. up when I was talking to a couple of the students. <laughs> what are the most popular? Honey mustard. Okay. <laughs> Honey mustard is our most popular dipping sauce, I think. Obviously the ketchup, the barbecue, we've added hot sauce. Over on our wrap station, it's probably the buffalo ranch and honey mustard are two popular ones there. Anything spicy. We've heard all about Chicken Fingers Thursday from a behind the counter perspective. Now it's time to hear from the other side of the counter, 
like we did one Thursday late last spring semester. On that day, students like Sarah Giacalone, a fashion merchandising and management major, broke down why they love Chicken Finger Thursday. I like them because the french fries are so much better on Chicken Finger Thursday than they are any other day. Why do you think that is? I think they try extra hard. I think they try extra hard because the chicken is good too. Behind Sarah in line was Bianca Fan, who studies business management. Chicken fingers and fries, please. Yeah. I love them. The chicken fingers are really crispy. More so than other places? Yeah. Amaya Maliner, pre-medical studies, thought the timing has something to do with the charm. I think it's because it's a once-a-week event, so it only happens once and you gotta get it while you can. Third-year pre-med student Suhail Terazi also weighed in. I enjoy their crispiness. That's a big thing for me. You gotta have crispy chicken fingers. Why the sweet potato fries over the regular? The regular fries, they're good. I just like the sweet potato. Plus they're waffle fries, and I like the texture. Next up was Maggie Sher. I like the texture of them. They're really good. And the dipping sauces. What's your favorite dipping sauce? Um, sweet Baby Ray's barbecue. What is it about the texture that makes it different than anywhere else? They're extra crunchy on the outside, and I like that. And Carrie Finfrock. I don't know. Reminds me of being a kid, I guess. <laughs> and Matt Harmon. Why do you like chicken fingers and fries? It's chicken fingers Thursday. You kind of have to get them. Is that like the rule around here? It kind of. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> so it's safe to say that Chicken Fingers Thursday is a staple on the university's dining schedule. So much so that it's a cultural touchstone of sorts. Will its popularity ever wane? Susan and Sarah can't imagine so, even though they know the staff eagerly anticipated a summer off from the rigors of Chicken Finger Thursdays. Not, not at all, because we have a different audience every four years, and it's actually something they talked about in graduation. They talk about it on their tours. We hear them overhear them saying, oh, and Thursdays they have chicken fingers. It's just something that we, I don't even know that we could attempt to get rid of it. That's not to say there have never been rumors of its demise, though. Apparently over the summer, before we came back in this fall, there was a rumor going around, I have no idea where, that we were getting rid of Chicken Finger Thursday, which was not the case at all. But I got quite a few panicked emails and messages on Instagram to make sure that we were not getting rid of it, which could, I, we could never do that. What do you think would happen if you tried to? I think there'd be a riot. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's loved on campus. So no, there is absolutely no need to worry about Chicken Fingers Thursdays ever disappearing. Let's close out this report with Carson Cressley, who not only name-checked Chicken Fingers Thursday during the 2013 commencement address. You've gotten your education, you've pulled the all-nighters, read the books, turned in the projects, you've waited in line at Chicken Finger Thursdays. You've fulfilled the requirements. But also brought them up five years later in a video welcoming prospective Jefferson students to campus. So guys, I am so thrilled you're here. You're gonna have a great day. Now get out there and meet some students, talk to faculty, try a chicken finger. They're unbelievable, by the way. Insider tip, you're welcome. And have a great time at Jefferson. We're glad you're here. To learn more about this and other Jefferson stories, please visit jefferson.edu backslash the nexus. Today's interview was conducted by Brian Hickey with production support from Dan Bernstein. Thank you for listening.